Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Becoming a Solo Founder. My name is Eldon Yoder, I am the owner of uh, Noodle Studios LLC, and it has been a year and a half since I last recorded an episode for this podcast, so uh, yeah, I've got a lot to catch you up on, and uh, I thought it would be kind of interesting to talk about a couple of things I have in anniversary coming up here very quickly of when I left my last employment and went out on my own as a freelancer. Uh, So that's kind of had me thinking some the last couple of weeks. And a number of different um, things have happened over the last couple of weeks that have sort of had me thinking about the future and where we're going, where I'm going with this business and the the things that I'm working on. Uh, So yeah, I was thinking about some of that and then I remembered that I had a podcast I used to record occasional episodes for and uh, thought maybe it would be time to resurrect the podcast and uh, try to do a couple of week, every couple of week episodes, bi-weekly I think is what I'm going to aim for, Uh, but it may end up being monthly or something. And the main reason for doing a podcast is, well, there's two of them. First of all, uh, you're welcome to listen to what I'm saying. And if you learn something that's great, I'd love to have uh, some sort of accountability and community around things that I do. Um, But I don't want it to be super taken super seriously as far as uh, (laughs) like uh, mastermind groups and things like that. Uh, That's just kind of how my personal brain, my personal brain, I guess my brain would be my personal brain or my regular brain. Uh, it's just kind of how I think about things and I'd rather not make things too complicated as far as, um, just the, the minutiae around the, or, uh, the thing, I guess. So, uh, yeah, That's reason number one, that anybody can listen, and maybe they'll learn something, maybe they'll reach out, maybe we can have a conversation about something that uh, could be beneficial for both parties, but uh, that's the first reason. Then the second reason is something that I've thought about uh, on several fronts lately, and that is just the, you know, in 10 years it would be really interesting to listen back to the things that I did or recorded um, 10 years ago. And the journey from getting to, from where I was to where I am. Um, And so there's some of that as well that is playing into the, uh, the bringing the podcast back to life end of things here. So that is some of the reasoning for uh, recording an episode here today and hopefully recording new episodes every couple of weeks in the coming months and years. Um, I think probably, I haven't gone back and listened to the episodes that I recorded previously. There was, I believe, eight episodes. Um, But I believe that probably in most of them I said something similar to what I'm saying now, that, that, uh, you know, I want to do this regularly and kind of have it as a a check-in point every couple of weeks or every week or so. Um, so, okay, a couple things that I thought that I would um, just talk about a little bit here in this episode. Uh, the first being that I'm coming up on my two-year anniversary from leaving a job um, 
that I enjoyed actually working for the for my boss over at Objective. Uh, Objective.co is his website. And he has since moved on to uh, working on a product, which I help him still from time to time on. Uh, check out WC.com. Uh, it's a WordPress plugin for uh, WooCommerce to replace the, the checkout and uh, make make several major improvements there and uh, various other things. But I went out on my own at that point because I have this little, um, I don't know what you call it, pioneer streak in me. That's not the right terminology probably, but uh, I've always wanted to try uh, going out on my own and starting my own business and, and seeing if I can make things work. Um, it has worked for the last two years. Um, the first year and a half uh, went quite well. Last half a year has been a little less, um, uh, I don't know how to say it other than to say, uh, has generated less income perhaps, but um, it also has had its positives uh, regardless of income generated. Um, let's see. So I thought about some major wins uh, to this whole freelancing thing, to uh, going out on your own and starting a business and, and uh, trying to make ends meet, I guess. I thought about some, some wins and some annoyances and uh, some things that, you know, you think about, but maybe uh, maybe you don't think about them until you're in the middle of them. And, uh, you know, the maybe one of the biggest things that is always there in the back of your mind when you're working for someone else is the, um, the potential upside that you may be missing out on. And this is, you know, somewhat naive <laughs> because there's also a lot of risks involved with running a business. So if I'm working for someone and making $10 an hour, um, I also happen to know that the project is being sold to the client for $30 an hour. So my boss is making money off of me, which is fine. And that's how it's supposed to work. Um, but there's always this little thing in my, in the back of my brain that's wondering, well, maybe if I'd go out on my own, I could potentially even charge a client less money and still make a good, um, a good chunk of the, the difference there. Um, so there's, there's potential upside for, uh, freelancing or going out on your own. Um, but then there are a lot of risks that no one wants to talk about or no one talks about too frequently as well. And we'll get onto those in a bit. Um, another major win that I considered as I was going into this, um, and one that has sort of turned out to be true but sort of not as well uh, is the the idea that I'd be able to work on things that I really wanted to instead of um, just whatever was brought to me and um, you know on some level that has been true I've definitely been able to kind of tailor my messaging for clients towards uh, things that you know I enjoy working on and working people I enjoy working with um, and saying no to some projects and clients that um, maybe to begin with, I just kind of got this bad feeling about it. 
Uh, I've sort of learned to trust my gut a little bit and, and things like that. But I'm also kind of a people pleaser and it's hard for me to say no to people. So I've ended up in, in several projects that um, looking back, I just kind of wish that I had uh, recommended that they go elsewhere and, and just told them I don't think it's a good fit for what I'm doing, uh, things like that. But uh, being able to kind of steer your ship um, is is another reason that, or another upside to, to working for yourself and, and freelancing. Um, the, the other kind of big thing for me personally is that at some point I want to um, dive into the um, selling of projects, or not projects, products instead of doing projects uh, just because well for a couple of reasons um, having a product that um, you have 10,000 not 10,000 let's just say 100 <laughs> you have 100 people using your product um, you're spreading your your risk of them all walking away at once across you know a much larger surface area whereas if you have a couple of main clients um, and they decide to do something different, go with another firm or whatever, uh, you can pretty quickly lose, you know, half of your income or even all of your income if you're relying on uh, a single, um, a single retainer, say, for month-to-month -month income. Um, so yeah, that's uh, something else I've been thinking about lately is the, the product side of things and when is the right time to actually dive in. I've worked on a number of smaller projects. I've launched a couple little things and nothing has really struck a chord. Um, but I also haven't pushed things probably as well as I should have or marketed them is probably the better term. Uh, so there is um, some, some room for growth there for sure as well. Uh, let's see, a couple of annoyances I've thought about as well as I was um, making some notes for this particular episode. Um, things that, you know, people know about these, but when when you're in your desk job and you're having a bad day and you just think to yourself, you know, I just really want to go work for myself because then I can do this, this, and this, and this, and it's just, you tend to focus on all the positives, which I'm not saying you shouldn't focus on the positives, because there definitely are positives, uh, but there are things that um, you don't think about at that point that you come to realize later, or you can come to realize when things go south and you, um, you have a bad month, or you underestimate a project or um, a client decides to uh, cancel a retainer or something like that. Um, so yeah, a couple of those things, types of things. The first one is just that nothing is regular as a freelancer. Um, if you have a couple of retainers and each, each one of them is... Um, kind of an allotment of hours, 10, 12, 15 hours a, a week. Uh, if, if something comes up and you can't work on one of those, you're not being paid, obviously. Um, well, it depends how you set up your, 
your uh, agreement, I guess, with your client. But generally, I have worked with a bank of hours type of approach for for clients instead of uh, instead of a flat fee, regardless of whether I use the hours or not. Um, and that has given me some flexibility to to do some uh, different projects as well. Um, so if I needed to work less on client A's project um, one week and focus on a project for uh, a one-off client or something. It's nice to be able to do that. Um, so that's how I've generally approached things. But uh, yeah, there's just there there can be a lot of flexibility in your month-to-month income. One month you can make three grand. One month you can make six grand. Or the next month you might make ten grand. Or the next month you might do two grand or twelve hundred or nothing. There's always that chance too. Uh, so there's there's no set uh, schedule for getting paid is the the big thing that came to mind. But then also the amount of work that you can have can vary greatly. Uh, here a couple of months ago, I had a project with a tight deadline, and I was working. Um, let's just say more than I should have <laughs> to keep up with that project as well as a couple of other clients. So uh, there's nothing super regular about freelancing. Um, yeah, whereas if you have a, a job you go to, uh, there can be some, some up and down there as well as, as uh, you know, project-wise. Um, maybe there's a deadline on something, but you can tend to kind of uh, well, it's not your not your problem as a employee employer employee an employee. It's your boss's problem to figure out um, how to mesh the project timeline. And if there's something else that needs to be pushed, they get to have the the talk with the client and say, "Hey, we were hoping to be done by X date, but it's going to take another week and a half because yada yada yada." Uh, but when you're a freelancer that suddenly all falls on your shoulders and uh, that's something you have to deal with. Um, The other thing I've been thinking about the last couple of months is just the impressive amount of money that you have to save for uh, taxes. Um, Here in the U.S. and Virginia, we pay quarterly estimated taxes based on your last year's gross income. Um, or what your last year's total tax due was. So they'll take that and they'll divide it by four, and then you send in four payments for your quarterly payments. Um, So right now what I've been doing is uh, when I get paid, uh, when I send a, a bill to a customer and they pay the bill, it gets deposited directly into my um, business checking account. And right off the top, I put 33.33% of that into a, um, a bucket just for taxes. Um, so 33% of that goes straight away where I don't touch it. And then I take 33% of that amount as well and uh, send that over to my personal checking account. So, um, you know, if I charge $1,000 for a project that means that of that thousand dollars only three hundred and thirty three dollars ends up in my personal bank account so 
you can pretty quickly start to realize that, um, well, let me talk about the other 33% as well then. Um, that just stays in my business checking account. I cover business expenses um, from that. And yeah, that's how that kind of breaks out. Uh, so 33% goes to my personal checking for personal income. 33% gets saved for taxes, which honestly has uh, not been uh, way too much. So, uh, I think last year my taxes were in the 25 to 27% range of, um, what I made, maybe even a little more, I'm not hundred percent sure. Um, and you know, generally I'm fine with paying taxes. The, the frustrating thing about this is that, so say last year I made, I had a really good year and let's just say for kicks and giggles that I made $10,000. Well, now this year's estimated taxes are going to be based on that. Um, but if this year I'm only going to make, end up making $7,000, I still have to pay estimated taxes for the, the previous year based on $10,000. So it's kind of a, <laughs> a mess to figure out how to handle things. Uh, so for me, the the approach that has been working so far is just to, like I said, take income as it comes in and split it into these three categories and um, go from there. So, yeah, there's a lot of overhead in the business as well. Um, there's servers that I have to keep running. There's uh, software that I have to pay for. There is accounting that I have to pay for. Um there's just a lot of things that you don't think about until you're in the middle of it and you start to realize that business expenses add up fairly quickly. Uh, now, the great thing about business expenses is that they are expenses and can be taken off of your uh, gross income for your taxes then, um, but they also cut your your bottom line down as well. Uh, yeah, so those are just a couple of things that I was thinking about is uh you know major pluses and and then some some things that I wish I had thought through a little more before taking the leap to um running my own business um not that I think it would have changed anything but it may have changed how I approached uh several different things along the way uh yeah so I don't really have a lot more that I'm going to say here in this episode, well, maybe a little bit, um, I did mention at the beginning that there's been several things that happened over the last couple of weeks or month that have had me thinking more about the future and where uh, Nodal Studios is going, and uh, yeah, one of those was I lost a fairly big project that I was working on an estimate for, which is fine, that's the nature of project estimates you're you're bidding against someone uh, but there's a fair bit of uh, unrealized potential there when you start looking at a project and then you spend time estimating it and then it goes elsewhere um, and it's fine I'm really not mad about it I really am not but uh I guess I wasn't quite ready for the this particular time 
uh, wasn't quite ready for the, the emotional hit that it was going to be. Uh, it really kind of got me down in the dumps for a number of days and, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's hard not to take some of those things personally because you are personally as a one person company, uh, responsible for how you, um, how you appeared to the client, how you sold yourself, how you, your estimate was done and handled and all of those things. So it's hard not to take it completely or somewhat personally. Um, but at some rate or at some point you do kind of need to disconnect yourself from your, your product and, and realize that, um, you know, there are, are other reasons than just that people hate you <laughs> for, for the, uh, going another direction. Um, yeah. And let's see the, the second kind of big thing was that I lost a, a client that was a month to month retainer. And, uh, so those two things come combined. I don't know. I just didn't have a good last half of my week here. <laughs> And so I've been thinking about the future and uh, what what I want to be doing with this extra time that I have all of a sudden. Um, there are a number of client projects that need to be handled headed into June here. Um, but once I get those behind me, I will have some some free, free time, free runway, unless some other projects come up. Uh, now I did talk to another company actually after those two other things happened and uh, there's a chance that I'll be working with them um, on a semi-frequent basis as well. So who knows, maybe it was all meant to be and it'll all work out just fine and I don't have to worry. That's that's kind of how I try to approach life in general, but business as well. Uh, it'll probably work out, but uh, you know, may need to tighten my belt a little bit and cut spending, uh, which is always a good thing to do anyway. Um, but yeah, sometimes you, you don't realize how dependent you are on a project coming through or your month to month client until they're gone. So yeah, those are some things that have been happening. So, so what am I thinking about going forward? Uh, probably the biggest one is that I've got to start, um, working on some products. And, uh, like I said, I've, I've worked on a number of them. I've kind of soft launched a couple of them. Haven't really got a lot of, um, traction anywhere. Um, but yeah, the other kind of awkward thing about products is that so I've been in the WordPress world for the last, well, I've been in the world since 2010, the WordPress world, that is. <laughs> I've been in the world longer than that. Um, but, so a lot of know what I, my knowledge is, is WordPress. Uh, so there's obviously the WordPress plugin ecosystem. There's themes as well, but plugins are probably the, the opportunity for, um, for jumping in, releasing some products, and, and maybe getting some semi-quick traction um, in, in building some revenue that way. Uh, but then on the other end of things, I'm personally, 
I don't want to say this too loudly, but I'm just very weary of WordPress, and the Gutenberg editor has been kind of a nightmare to work through with clients. Um, yeah, that's that's not really what this podcast episode's about, but um, yeah, so I haven't been super in love with WordPress. So then that kind of leads me to the other end of the spectrum that uh, would be the Laravel world and things that I uh, could build with Laravel and, and some things over there on the the kind of SaaS app end of things. Uh, the biggest problem I have there is that um, the ideas, the products that I have in mind for that are not the kind of products that you market online as much. Um, I'm kind of in a niche where I have a fair bit of um, historical, I don't know, background in uh, agritourism and and farming type things. I grew up on a farm and... um, we currently, the farm where I actually currently live and I still help run things here, is um, we we do pick your own strawberries in the spring and then we do um, a corn maze and pumpkin patch in the fall and then throughout the winter we have a farm store and um, do hydroponic tomatoes. So that's kind of been where a lot of the ideas that I've had for SaaS apps have been uh, focused in. But, um, yeah, it's it's not a super technical crowd generally, the, the folks who run farms. And uh, they tend to be um, not super tech savvy. Did I say that already? Uh, they, they often tend to be older. Um, they, I mean... None of these are, you know, 100% true across the board, but uh, they don't spend a lot of time on Twitter. They don't spend a lot of time on YouTube. Maybe some of them do. Um, so it's a, it's a little bit of an interesting kind of uh, niche to be thinking of building a product for and then how to market that, um, going to conferences, things like that. Um, yeah, so that's kind of... The dilemma I have right now is, do I jump into WordPress, where I can probably get in and, uh, you know, I, I sort of know things about WordPress that I don't know about regular SaaS apps. So there's a potential for um, jumping in and and making. Uh, Making some, getting some sales there and, and uh, starting the ball rolling on recurring revenue. Um, but then long term, I'm not 100% convinced I want to be in the WordPress world. So, yeah. Anyway, so those are some of my ramblings. And they definitely feel like ramblings right now because I'm currently going on about, uh, whoa, a half an hour. That's ridiculous. Definitely need to stop this episode. But I guess it's been a year and a half, and I have all these pent-up things that I wanted to talk about. And uh, once I start pontificating, it's hard to uh, slow down. Anyway, I hope you found this maybe somewhat helpful or just interesting, and maybe you're laughing at me as we go. That's fine. Um, 
yeah, if you want to reach out, if, if you have any questions or thoughts or whatever, you can uh, head over to noodlestudios.com and contact me from there, and uh, we'll get back with you. Um, I believe I have a URL redirecting to the podcast if you're interested in past episodes. Uh, you could either just subscribe here in your podcast app or head over to becomingasolofounder.com. What an arrogant URL. Um, and that's kind of, that's the name of my podcast. So I feel, I feel like when I made that podcast name, chose that name, um, I just felt like I was about to leave my job and dive in and make a big splash and, uh, become the next Peter Levels or something. That has not happened. Maybe it will yet. I don't know. But, uh, I feel much less. Uh, sure of myself as far as becoming a solo founder and making it all work uh, as I did when I started this podcast. So I guess I'll keep the name for now. Maybe I'll rebrand it at some point, but uh, that's where where we are for now. So thank you for listening, and I will try to be back in a couple of weeks um, for another episode, kind of catch you up on what happens between now and then. So, yep, that's it. Take care. Thanks. See ya. down.